everybody. Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8, recording this on February 24th, 2022. I am one of your hosts, Nemesis Prime, the one, the only, Varian Horror, Justin. Of course, without my buddy last week, Zach, but this week he's back. What's going on, Manimal? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Glad to be back. Um, had a little vacation last week, went up to the polar north up in Alaska and had some fun activities. Um but always good to be back and talking comic books right where I like to be here on the Comic-Con podcast. Yeah, we had uh, we had a special guest last week. We had Dom, Dom Tover. We talked yeah. all about it. Was a big, it was very Star Wars heavy. Uh, I will say tonight is going to be semi-DC heavy. But, uh, you know, we'll get into that later later in the episode. But, of course, we have a three-time returning guest. <laughs> we got our man, MTG Comics. Greg, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Guys, <clears throat> thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, it's almost been like a year, I guess, right? Since the, the first, almost a year. I, I don't, I think it was maybe April or May when when I first yeah, came when on. Did, yeah, sounds about right. When did right. you pop your cherry on, like, the, uh, the YouTube uh, Yeah, I think, I think it was that. I think it was, I think it was... I think I remember thinking of the show in April and then I think you had me on like real soon after I kind of made it public. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's crazy that we've, we've got one in the books and now we're talking about a second, you know? Yep. Yep. So we're, we brought back uh Greg, you know, if here in New Jersey, if you didn't make it out to King Kong show number one last year, uh, you know, Greg had great, you know, reviews and, and it was just a packed show. You know, I attended, um, so he's having another show. It's not too far away. So we wanted to make sure that for all our listeners that they can come out, get out here if you're in the tri-state area. So, uh, you know, Greg, why don't you tell everybody when the show is, where it is, uh, and what can we expect and some of the vendors who are, of course, part of this whole comic book IG YouTube community. So we, it is March 19th, Saturday. It's in Island, New Jersey. Uh, so if you're familiar with it, it's a part of Woodbridge Township. Uh, it's another venue. It's another hotel, but it's another venue that's right off the uh, Garden State Parkway, um, exit 131. So it's very easy to get to, especially if you're in New Jersey and you're familiar with the area. You know, you just you come right off the exit and you're right there. Um, it's only about seven minutes further south if you're coming from north than, than the other show. Uh, so, and if you were coming from South, you're closer to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, the, the, the venues doubled in space cause the first show we felt like we outgrew and it was a little, <laughs> it was a little tight with parking and, you know, so many people were there, but it was fine. It was perfect. You know, like it, it was, it was what it needed to be, but we felt that we needed to upgrade a little bit. So we got this bigger space and, um, yeah, we, we added more vendors the existing vendors all re-signed back up uh they some of them added more tables most of them um but we got a a couple more vendors from the community uh bronzeville comics uh mike the beast uh from the new jersey area we got um fury comics zap comics is going to be there this show Mm -hmm. yeah so uh yeah ben ben uh is going to be able to make it um Try, uh, a couple of just like n- new people, some um, some people from Long Island. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna have fresh faces and uh, some familiar ones from last time. And then you know, obviously Gary, very Gary Comics, and the Defects will be there. You guys will be there. Well, you'll be there, uh, Justin. But um, 
yes, I mean, it's just, and, it, and just so many people turned out for the last show that I hope they all show up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's, and what's even great about this show, and, and you, didn't, you obviously didn't really mention this, but it's perfect because where it is, you can actually take the metro line, yes. the train. So, like, you could come all the way from, like, South Jersey, literally just take the train up, and it's like a two-block walk to the hotel. Or if you're coming from, like, Newark, there's all the connectings to, into Penn Station, directly the metro line. And so you don't have to drive if you don't want to. Uh, tons of people are going to be there. Um, I know you said, obviously, like, obviously, Zach's not being, you know, obviously, Zach can't come. And me, yeah, like the, there's not a metro line from El Paso, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> take the, the long the long railroad. Um, but unfortunately, myself, I will not be attending. Um, oh, you can't make it. Yeah, so I remember, originally, you, I remember it being borderline, but I wasn't sure that it was uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, so I'm originally I was set up. <laughs> uh, the Comic-Con podcast was going to have a table. Uh, and then, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's the same weekend as, as I have a work event out in Dallas. And I was going to leave on Saturday and probably go to the show a little bit. But unfortunately, I'm actually leaving on Friday. So I'm getting an extra day in Dallas because um, it's also my first time out there. So I figured, oh, you nice. know what, uh, when I get out of there, get some, you know, do some hunting. Uh, my boy, Zach, may take the drive from El Paso to Dallas. Maybe it's a bit of a shorter drive for me, that one. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think this show is is absolutely awesome. You know, unfortunately, I won't be there. Um, like the butcher says, it's. Uh, convention you know it's a comic book community thing it's really it's for the community by the community exactly it's unbelievable i love how the people that you have there you know they're they're not your typical vendors like there's erod there's the ny warriors you got street side anthony you got people that don't yeah that don't really vend so for them it's an it's great because it's like it's not doing like a big show where you know, they maybe feel overwhelmed by like the powerhouses that, you know, Greg, you and I go to like Clifton and Wayne, like those guys, right? It's a little yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's different because you, you know, you have the, you know, Gary had, had a very big crowd last time. It was like an attraction almost. Um, <laughs> not almost, it was. I mean, um, and uh, then you, you know, Zap's coming and they're a big, they're, pretty much a jersey powerhouse you know mm. but you know what those other people you, you get you know really good deals at those people that are vending for the first time you know what i mean like i just think that that's kind of you know where you can kind of work your magic a little bit more like oh hey this this person seems new they've got stuff that's never been touched maybe they're selling stuff from their pc you know what i mean whereas the the big the big heads that like you were just talking about they kind of already know how to wheel and deal and all that so you just got to kind of go in there and strategize a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. You always True. have a game plan when you go to these things, so you know how it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, but it's also great because it's just the fact that it's like an all-day event. You know, when you had it last year, is, so is it? it's 10 to 5, correct? And is there a uh, bird? So, or... so this, this, the last show was uh, 10 to 4, but the early bird was 9 to 10. Uh, and we had like a pre-order ticket thing that was a little... Mm-hmm. Uh, hectic but this time we're just sort of doing all cash at the door and it's from yeah nine to ten is the early bird fifteen dollars and then ten to five because last time we did four and the crowd wasn't ready to end at four so um we were uh you know trying to kind of tell people they had to leave um so we made it one more one hour you know later so that Mm -hmm. should 
you know, work out and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, like you were saying about the community, when I hear that you're not going, I heard the other day, uh, another guy that, uh, I know from the area that, that collects, he, he's not able to make it cause he's coming back from Disney. I know March is kind of like a popular time to get out of this area and, mm-hmm. and, you know, vacation a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's like something I, I, I get a little like, you know, oh man, it's so hard. I want everyone to be able to be there, you know what I mean? But that is impossible. You cannot do that. Everyone mm-hmm. has so much stuff going on. And, you know, now that stuff's kind of getting back open, um, it's inevitable that some people aren't going to make it. But, uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping to do another one again. going to see how this one goes. And I'd love to, you know, make it a two-day show uh, the next time or something like that, you know. So, Greg, with, with this one, what was kind of like um... – as opposed to the first one, what was your big things that you wanted to hit to grow on for the second show? I mean, you talked a little bit about space, obviously, and, and other vendors and stuff. But what were kind of some of the things from the first one that you're like, okay, I got to do this on the next one that you guys are doing? Uh, I think it was just grow and really just like kind of um, and kind of, uh, I guess, like get like our real situated into the into the scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We kind of no one knew what to expect the first time it was kind of, i didn't know what to expect and now this time i want to be like okay this is kind of a show that is going to be here to stay you know right. what i mean so yeah you kind of I mark want, your territory a little bit yeah yeah um and I, so i want it to be something that it's like okay this is this is serious you know last time was like oh this could have been a fun one off you know like king con thing and mm-hmm. but this show i want people to be like oh wow this is like a serious you know show it's bigger this this venue is like you know it has a big like big show feel to it so i want it to feel like a little bigger and uh a little more serious um so down the road if i you know i'd like to get an artist or two right that they could Mm -hmm. be like oh yeah hey i was at that show you know what i mean Mm -hmm. be like they would have heard of it possibly right and not be because there were some people i reached out to not artists, but vendors. And they were kind of like, nah, you know, so it's still as fun as it was for the community. It's still not, you know, mm-hmm. out there as much as like, let's say big Apple or, or, or your Comic-Con, obviously. Yeah. But you guys start somewhere, you. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I gotta say, I went to, I don't know if you went to the garden state comic fest, uh, what was it? Maybe last month over in Rockaway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for that being a two-day show, and it used to be in Morristown, and it was an amazing thing, and now they started mm-hmm. doing these shows over in Rockway, it's become a terrible show over there. And I got to say, they had it this year, and they also had it last year around the same time, like that January, February, I remember going, because I remember running into, like, guys from the Comic Book Fiend Club, and it was just a terrible comic show. I think last year I paid 15 to get in, and I didn't spend more than $15 because I just couldn't find anything, like, worth buying. And then this time around, I spent more money literally getting in, buying a print and having lunch than I did at the convention. And I think it just blow. It's it's such a night and day. Like your first show was amazing. So many people in the community, so many deals to be had. And the fact that you like you said, like people didn't want to leave at four o'clock. Like I was there at nine o'clock and I was on my feet the entire time till four o'clock. And then we went to the after party. And you're right. Like you don't want to leave because you're just hanging out with all these people and it's, Mm -hmm. you, you don't even know what you're doing, whether you're spending money, you're, you know, you're just hanging out with people like shooting shit, talking about spec, just like everything. And I think that's, what's great about your show is that it already has that, you know, that solidifying like effect 
you know, I think this show is definitely going to be great. It's in March. You know, we're kind of getting past that pandemic time. You know, it's it's a bigger venue, like you said. So you got people mm-hmm. having more tables. Uh, everybody is talking about on YouTube, all the big people that have, you know, went to your last show. Of course, you got the guys with pressable defects. They're helping sponsor and with CBSI. I think you're going to kill it this time. You know, unfortunately, I can't attend. And like you said, you know, one or two other people can't. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to be an amazing show. And, you know, I'm going to can't wait to see tons of picks out there from all over the Internet. Um, you know, what are some things, I guess, really some other people that are in the community? You know, what have you heard like pre-buzz? Like, how did you what was the difference promoting the show last time to this time? Because I know, I guess last time it was like what? It was really just like going to shows. What was kind of your your gears this time around for help promoting King Kong, too? Uh, well, this time I, I, um, I, I did kind of the same stuff where I, I gave out some stuff to shops and this time I got more flyers and I was able to mail them to like Jay and he, he was handing out stuff up at, um, in, in his shops up in, uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like a little more word of mouth, just like, you know, people talking about it on YouTube and people seeing the, the last stuff, like listening to it on here about, you know, the show and erod talking about it on his show and you know everyone had such positive things to say which was so great and i think it had that a little bit of effect of like i don't know fomo maybe um or like yeah they 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 missed out a little bit because it wasn't just like oh you know like about the books it was also about hanging out and you know uh seeing everyone and like you said we went out afterwards and it was like a full day you know thing Mm -hmm. um so i think kind of the it promoted itself almost organically from the last show you know whereas i kind of did some of the same stuff i wanted to i wanted to get a theme going with like a logo so you could see that it's like two and each you kind of get the sense that each logo is going to be a little different um so i'm just having fun with it just doing stuff you know stuff like that you know not not taking myself too seriously and not overwhelming myself and just making sure people are, are you know everyone's showing up get being able to buy good books and not make anything overly expensive. And, you know, the, the expenses were a little different at this time and I'm sure they're going to change, but we were able to keep it the same as like the $5 entry and stuff like that. So, you know, um, yeah, like I said, just, just having fun with it and just letting it kind of grow organically, not forcing it down anyone's throat. Well, it seems like it's working. I mean, whatever you've done, obviously the appeal of the first one has how much fun everyone had and, and even your promotion and stuff, it seems to be working, you know. Um, I think I'm hoping you have a better showing this time around than it just, you know, obviously you always want it to grow more and more. So I, it seems like it's going to be that way, man. I wish I could yeah, make it out there. I'm super jealous that I, you, I, I can't take the yeah. metro. So. <laughs> Last time, though, we went up against Big Apple. That wasn't really fun because it was like it was our first show and it kind of just felt like, you know, it was just like, you know, awkward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um so this time it's just us that one day and no one's, you know, there's no whatever going on outside of, of, you know, other shows. And, um, I'm getting a lot of people just reaching out, just being like, you know, asking me questions. And I actually went to garden state comic fest cause, uh, X was there, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, Gerard and nemesis and they, they, uh, nemesis comics and games there, they all set up, uh, at our show the first time. So they set up there and I gave them stuff, um, to hand out. Uh, I went there, I guess it was the Sunday and um, yeah, they, I, they said they were getting a ton of people asking about, you know, what, what shows are coming up and then 
they would tell them that one and they were like really interested. I have people, I have people reaching out to me on the web from the website. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have artists? Is CGC going to be there? All this stuff. I'm like, no, you know, wow. but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we will, you know, right. it's just, we're just taking it one step at a time. You know, there's no rush. I mean, it's not like this, this market's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And yeah. we'd like to have two shows a year. So that's plenty of time, you know, mm-hmm. where do you, and, uh, what are you looking for? Like second, uh, second show. You know, you think oh, you, if you like one, this venue, we're gonna st- you stick here. I think so because it's a big space, uh, and we noticed the last time uh, Mike and I went to to check it out, um, and uh, it has like if you once you come off the elevator, there's like another there's like a meeting room, and um, it go, you go through these two glass doors. There's like a little a little uh, I guess like entry space that lead to another two doors and then there's like a big meeting room and i'm like this would be perfect if we decided to get a writer or two or an artist or two because it's a separate part uh there's like a clear like glass door entrance where you could put a sign or something like that uh and it just would work it's on the same floor it's not too far at all from from the uh where the tables would be and it you know that would be like our next step you know I don't want to move again. You know what I mean? It's like, if we can have at least two shows there or three, that would be great. Uh, my goal is not to like move, move with every single show as a, you know, down the road, it would be cool to have, you know, I've said in the past to have shows like around the, the state, you know, the country. Um, but as far as now, I'd like to have like two consecutive shows and then maybe build it with like an artist and, or a writer and, and something like that. So that'll probably be one of the next steps. So location wise, uh, and I think that's what's the most important with this is because, first of all, both of the places you couldn't get lost again. You know, we talked about it last year. We said that the Holiday Inn was literally you could see it right off the Garden State Parkway here in New Jersey. This one is you can see the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. you can see it from further back off the parkway. (laughs) Yeah. So it's literally there. Uh, And I think that's what's most important, because sometimes you may you may hear about these shows and you're given a flyer. And if it's tough to get to, people aren't going to, you know, people may not go because it's not just an easy path. Like, and I think, you know, placement, placement, especially on the, right off the garden state parkway, when, you know, we've did the uh, comic swap in New Jersey, we had it in my hometown, Roselle park. Again, you had this King Kong, you got the next King Kong here in New Jersey. Like, like you said, seven minutes South, you're literally about around, train uh, the, the rail station you're literally right by the turnpike so whether you're coming up from philly delaware south jersey north jersey new york the outer crossing outer borough crossing man you're so close to this and i think this is a perfect location for you um have you have you been doing the world tour on all the youtube channels getting you know i went on word i went on mike the beast uh and we spoke about it a couple weeks ago um I know Erod, him and I talked, and I think I'm going to be going on. Um, well, Erod, we didn't talk on on his channel yet, but we talked that we we're going to try to plan something. And then uh, I'm going to on uh, the Wednesday before the show, I'm going to go on the defects and uh, talk about it and hang with them for a bit. Um, but like you were saying about the location, um, and you said you went to Garden State Comic Fest. I remember when it was in Morristown at the arena, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I always went. I thought it was it was great, you know, for for what it was and when I went to, I had never been out to this one in the mall and I couldn't find it. Like I, I, I could, I was calling X and I was like, where, where is it? You know? And I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, say anything, but yeah, it is important to, to, to just like, uh, 
convenience is so important because no one wants to, you know, people are driving, you know, from who knows where to begin with. The last thing I would, they want to do is once they get there, not know where to go and be like, okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is really easy to find and you, you get off the parkway and you get right back on. It's literally not even a minute off the exit. Sorry. So what do you, um, I guess really our, our kind of lasting thought would be, you know, is there other than the future shows, you know, and you, you're constantly having this, these, these growing of the, the King Kong, you know, what is your, what do you think you want to do for the third show? You know, do you want to bring in a writer or an artist? Do you want to bring in maybe like a, a cosplayer? Do you want to bring in like, I don't know, let's call it a celebrity. <laughs> I mean, I love wrestling. So I, I, it would, people would probably be talking me out of it, but I'd love to have a wrestler, like a note, you know, a notable wrestler come up, but that just, that just wouldn't be fit with the theme right now. But I would love to have like a big name artist come up and like just have just you could be ambitious and go all out and get someone that people would be like, whoa, you know what I mean? Um, like real. I, I mean, I have a few names in my head, but just stuff that probably won't it wouldn't happen. But yeah, I'd like to get an artist or a writer or both and but just have them have it make a splash. That would be my goal. And I think that's perfectly good goal to have because you 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 want to make noise you want you want people to want to come and be impressed you know yeah, yeah. you know like with with the way that your con is designed because like you said you know it, it's more it's kind of like a community con right now you know and of collectors and whatnot so you get someone like that and then you mentioned it earlier if you could get like you know a cgc facilitator out there i mean that's yep. huge like that's that's big for the community like the guys who are out there moving books signing books that are doing all that it makes their life like so much easier so I mean that yeah that's that's obviously probably like the the route right that you want to get yeah. to yeah yeah I would so. love to have CGC CVCS you know people there that you PGX know, right PGX <laughs> PGX um yeah so that's definitely the plan is to kind of go but I want to do it like calculated and not mm-hmm. get too um you know wrapped up and have it all be a mess yeah. you know and someone else I mean obviously it's it's a growing community right now is um and it's kind of makes it an easy place to jump onto is have like someone from the whatnot community also show up, you know? Oh, um, we are actually, we do. Oh, uh, uh, sweet. well, Ben, Ben from CBC, CBSI is coming and he's going to be doing something with whatnot at the show. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like ground. They're still so, you know, obviously they're rocketing ahead, but they're still so ground level that it's like, it's easy to jump on for like a smaller, you know, con right yeah. now. That's not, not established. They're still like, you know, it's still a good area for you. So that's yeah, awesome. I don't know exactly what they're, what they have planned uh, exactly, but I know they have two tables and they're going to be doing something in conjunction uh, cool. with whatnot and, and Ben. And uh, I'm looking, I've never met Ben. I'm, I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times. I'm looking forward to meeting him. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going to come out of it, you know, but it, there's always like something, something new that I would never think of probably that will come from, from this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we look, for, you know, again, unfortunately, Zach and myself, you know, cannot attend, but, uh, you know, it, it's literally around the corner. It's less than a month away. So if anyone can get out there, like, absolutely go, you know, for if you're a comic collector and you want to buy books and you got some money to, to spend in March, uh, this is the this is the show to go to here in the tri-state area, without a doubt, even if you have to drive, you know, four or five hours and you want to spend this Saturday. And it's in a hotel, so you and it's in a good hotel. It's not like a shitty yeah. hotel. So yeah, it's yeah. a luxury like hotel, a... so it's nothing like 
you're there's rinky a Starbucks. Dink. Yeah, there's a Starbucks <laughs> in, in in the lobby. There's like a, a lounge. Well then, you know, I'm on my way. <laughs> uh, there's like a, I think a, a Japanese restaurant down there too. So um, yeah, it's you know it, just definitely come by. Like just take the trip. It'll it'll be worth it. You know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, I guess before you know, again, you could you're more than welcome to stay around, Greg. Um, if not, you know, plug it one more time. All right. So King Con 2, uh, and it's in Island, New Jersey at the Wood, Wood, uh, the APA Hotel, Island, New Jersey, um, 120 Southwood Avenue. I, I, let me hold on a second. Yeah, you're right. It's a yeah. Southwood One, Ave. 120 Southwood Ave, Island, New Jersey. And uh, 9 a.m., doors open, early bird, $15. If you want to just skip all that, um, you can uh, come at 10 a.m., $5 cash at the door only. There is an ATM, but it is cash only. Uh, and then, yeah, we put a wristband on you, and you just go, and there's going to be over 30, 32 to 33 vendors. Uh, a ton, a ton of books. Just it'll just the be best five dollars show you'll ever go to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean, the amount of comics you're going to see there is just utterly ridiculous. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. And then you know, all the guys from the IG community will be there. Unfortunately, you guys can't make it, but um, just hang out. You know, we had people. I had people there all that were there all day last last time. People were just there all day. You know, yeah. open to close. My feet were, my dogs were barking. I could not wait to leave to get to the bar and hang out at the after party yeah, and then crash yeah. that Saturday night. And I think that's what's even great too is I like having the show on a Saturday because Sundays I always feel like, you know, you know, you and I, we go to these shows here in Clifton and Wayne and stuff like that. And you wake up on a Sunday and you go to it and then you feel like, oh, you're like, oh, it's Sunday and I got to go back to work tomorrow. The at least Sunday Saturday. Yep. It's like a completely different thing. You're like, oh, I can go to a show and then I still got a day to recover. You know, uh-huh. I'm the same way, like uh, with the Sunday shows, I'm usually, you know, in and out for the most part because I got so much stuff to do uh, on Sunday that I don't want to feel like it, the day slipped away. But, yeah, like Saturday, you have that buffer, you know what I mean? Not with mm-hmm. Sunday but as being the next day. Um, and then if Sunday sh- or Sunday shows are your thing, maybe the next show we might, you know, we're going to try to do a two day show, too. But that's that's nothing crazy. Wait, it's n- never if if you have a lot of people show up. And you see how much traffic you have. Definitely a two day show would be yeah, the thing to, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. the, that's really, I guess your next growth thing. So, but uh, Greg, really, we appreciate you coming here on the podcast yeah, again. Guys, uh, thank again, you so much. Congratulations everyone... on the success as well. Hey, thanks, to do man. another show. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Thank you guys. Hopefully, you know, you can make it someday and Justin, I'm sure you'll be able to make the next one unless I purposely book it when you're going to be away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe me. I'm, I really hesitated, but it was saving. It was two hundred dollars cheaper to fly out to Dallas on Friday, so I said, "You know what? Nah, I, I've course. never been to Dallas. I was like, I'll get an extra day to yeah. actually enjoy myself. Maybe I'll do a little, you know, comic hunting out there. So yeah. be prepared, Dallas. Uh, Justin's coming to <laughs> shops. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for having Greg, me. Greg, take cool. care. Easy, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one, man. Later. Take it easy, guys. All right, everybody. So, of course, Greg MTG Comics. Find him on Instagram. Check out the King Kong show also on Instagram. Uh, Again, March 19th, 
this year, 2022, going to be an awesome show in New Jersey. Um, so Zach, I know you're like, Yo. I know I love Zach's always fun when, you know, this is obviously not a visual podcast, but I love Zach. <laughs> he just kind of sits there and listens to our New Jersey stories. And I'm sure a lot of people out there who are right. listening to this don't know like these New Jersey things. It's so, all good. I'm good. You know, I'm used to it we'll, at this point. It's fun yeah. to hear. It's fun to hear Greg talk about it, man. I mean, like, let's be honest, dude. I can't imagine the work that goes into trying to set something like this up. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's so positive. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I know how I am. And I'll be like, I probably am more of like a negative person where I'm like, Oh God. And then this happened. And then I couldn't do this. And he's like positive. We haven't, I haven't heard him like in the past two times we've talked to him ever talk about like a negative thing that's occurred, you know, with mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, I'm having a lot of issues with this or that. And you know, that's going on, right. There's a lot of frustrations. Oh, and so, and so to not hear him like say it and he still like is going through with it, you know, that I think that's awesome, man. I think it's really impressive. I'm sure it's mm -hmm. not easy. So. Nope. All right. So this week we're like we said, we we're going to do a little DC heavy. We really don't ever talk about any type of reviews for on the DC side. And it's perfect time because we just had a show and Peacemaker on HBO Max. Yes. And uh, we're a few episodes into the Naomi series over on the CW. So uh, I know Zach's probably not caught up with Naomi. No. So, so let's talk about Peacemaker. Um, <clears throat> it was, what was it, eight episodes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah eight. Over on HBO Max. Uh, it's, of course, a continuation of John Cena from the Suicide Squad with James Gunn. And uh, it was surprising. I, we didn't really talk about this, like, pre, like, what we th what we were right. think about it. Uh, we really we talked about Suicide Squad, but we never really did the DC show. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to talk about something DC because I know a lot of people out there who enjoy DC and maybe they don't enjoy Marvel stuff. So, what? Uh, I I don't know. I'm just saying. I <laughs> I hear I hear things, man. I hear things. We have to fair. We have to talk about everything. And this is a good one to talk about, man. Um, like you said, it kind of slipped on. Maybe this is just me and us in general because the show kind of slipped under the radar for me you know, anyway, um, you know, we heard the peacemaker talk was going to come when the suicide squad movie dropped. Um, and then it came pretty quick. I felt like, you know, to when suicide squad finished and then it was like, what, five, six months later, boom, peacemaker show, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and then I think even when I started watching it, it was like a couple episodes. I, I was a couple weeks behind everyone. Um, and then dude, I loved it. Like, I just, I think I watched the last episode last night. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, definitely. I The thing is with this show, especially, so if you don't know, John Cena literally did every interview with the Peacemaker costume on. <laughs> I didn't know that. He, literally every time, if you've seen him on any, whether it's Jimmy Fallon or any of the late night shows or any of the daytime talk shows, he literally was wearing the Peacemaker costume. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of, people out there they don't really watch late night anymore they don't watch the news or watch interviews with people it's just not it's not their thing you know hey we're all comic heads we're probably watching comic book movies or reading comic books right mm -hmm. so you know the buzz on it you really don't know like you don't know where it's going to be you don't know the the attraction yeah there was like a trailer and it's like well it's on hbo max how many people really have hbo max compared to like let's call it disney plus or netflix or something right. like that but you know it started in the new year and i think that was the that was the issue is like you didn't really know about it like the first and i didn't realize that the first three episodes dropped on the first day and i kind of mm -hmm. like that with hbo max because they did that with like the dc titans they did that with 
uh, Young Justice, where, you know, instead of just giving you one week and then you're like, all right, well, am I going to like this show or not? At least they'll give right. you a few episodes. And then you're like, okay, if I watch the first three episodes and I don't like this show, I don't need to finish it. But if I okay. do, now I feel like I'm invested after the first, you know, two or three. For sure. It gives you an opportunity to kind of get into the show. Because sometimes with the first episode, it, you're like, eh. like, you can watch a first episode and be like, nah, dude, I'm done with this, you know? But mm -hmm. you're getting three episodes, you know, okay, one, now two and three. Okay, yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of into this for sure. I think that it's a strategy that what has like, started like amazon prime does that as well i kind yes. of feel like they were the first ones who kind of started that whole like first three episodes thing like that's how the boys was that's how invincible, invincible was um and it works man i think that's the way to go with these if you're not doing you know like a netflix dump drop with all the episodes yeah. at once for sure I've started Netflix series and after the first episodes of, of shows, I'm just like, I don't know. Do I want to continue even though like they're already there, mm -hmm. but it's like, at least that's what you get with, you know, with, especially with HBO max, especially this series that you got all three episodes right up front. So at least you could try it out longer. And I think it's not something that's mainstream. Like people may just want to watch it because they like John Cena as an actor. Um, obviously <laughs> I don't know who people, that could be. Uh, right. Listen, I don't know, but uh, of course, then there's people that who knew the Suicide Squad and liked the DC comics and liked his version in uh, in Suicide Squad movie. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the the, the series was great. Um, you know, we knew Vigilante was going to be in there too because of the trailer, but I think he stole the show. Oh my god, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Vigilante was amazing. Um, you know, and like to speak on John Cena a little bit, it was kind of funny when we we're watching this episode. Um, the last scene, this isn't spoiler alert or anything like that, but the last scene, he's kind of sitting on like his front porch, so to speak. And mm -hmm. something surprises him and he kind of has like a facial body expression or whatever. And my wife was even like, when that happened, she goes, wow. She goes, she, he's kind of become like a better actor. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. He did really good. People are probably like, no, he was awesome. You know, but I, I, I said, okay, I agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. he's i don't know if you can play him in any kind of a serious role like remember before this before suicide squad i saw him in fast the furious which was by itself one of a horrible movie but he yes. was horrendous in that movie it was horrible how horrible he was in such a horrible movie um because he was like serious and you had to be taken serious and he's just not like he's a weird looking dude and weird facial expressions but like this role of peacemaker is pretty perfect for him um and he, he did it great, dude. I mean, he crushed it. It really made me want to watch more. Um, I think one of the things that was really interesting about this show is there were, don't get me wrong, there were, there were, there were a lot of Easter eggs. And you kind of touched on it too. Like with, you know, we knew Vigilante was going to be in it. Obviously, there's like a little bit of the Amanda Waller stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of like Easter eggs, there wasn't a lot of DC, like it wasn't DC heavy. I mean, right? Like the villains, the the butterflies. I mean, that was a new character, right? That's not. Yeah, to, I think that's that was completely all new. You know, obviously his father. You know the what? Right. You know what's they great about this that. too is that, and I don't know if it's because like people just don't like the DC spec, but it's just like I literally just watched every episode and enjoyed it and didn't have right. to worry about like, oh, who's going to show up? What book is going to blow up next week because mm -hmm. so and so character is in it or they showed off something like they uh. They mentioned Batmite in one of the episodes. Right. And, you know, like, 
I didn't see yeah, almost every episode. Line. They kind of had those little like shout outs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And like the green arrow line right. in the last episode. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but you know, like obviously people are like calling vigilante, like the Deadpool ripoff. And I get it a little bit like Adrian chase. If anyone who's seen arrow knows mm-hmm. that that vigilante, or even have read the comics, like the teen Titans comics, that's not who vigilante is. But if you've also watched like the DC universe, Harley Quinn show, they've literally taken all those characters and completely thrown them out the window. And I love what they did here with vigilante yeah. and, and peacemaker. Like it's very buddy, buddy. Like it, it borders the line of like, um, you know, are they gay for each other? Because it's just like, it, it's so fun. It's absurd. Yeah. It's yes, like an absurd exactly. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they know he's like, Oh, he's my BFF. Like I know everything about him. And right. But yeah, I mean, I would, I can literally go back and now watch this series and really enjoy it again and appreciate it more because there was just times where I'm watching it and I'm just like, I like it, but then something will be said and I'll, and I'll laugh and then I'll miss the next thing. And that doesn't really happen in DC, right? Yeah. Like, and even how dark it was, to be honest. Oh yeah. Like, towards I mean, the end. Well, even subtly too, like the character of vigilante, like it's clearly that guy has mental disorders. Like you're watching him and he is, he has issues, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's not, his reality is different. And like, so I don't really see it as like a Deadpool because like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool and everything, Deadpool's funny, he's quippy and whatever, but he doesn't, he's not crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just a funny guy with a wise mouth, you know? Yeah. Vigilante's insane. Like, there's literally some, like, mental disorder going on with him. Um, so, I, I and it, actually, until you had said that, I hadn't heard or seen or even considered that as, like, a a Deadpool ripoff. Um, I think you got to look at the character a little deeper with, with him, to be honest. Yeah. And we know that it's coming back for a season two. It got greenlit for a season two. James Gunn is going to be writing and also directing all the episodes for season two. Um, And I think back to what you said about like um, John Cena, the way how like he's not a good actor. It's the same way I feel about the rock. Like the rock plays the same character in every movie. Right. And even like when we've seen him in the little teaser for black Adam, like, is he going to have a, you know, like, uh, is he just going to talk like the rock? (laughs) <laughs> or is he going to have like some type of, you know, is he going to almost talk like, uh, you know, kind of like a Aztecian, right? Like that's where I can't think of the name. Conduct is the name of uh, his empire that yeah. he lives in. Like, is he going to talk a little bit different or are we literally going to get him like the rock in every movie, how he acts? <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and the rock is the rock is another uh, actor who has definitely grown in time in his acting skills as well. But you are you're completely right. Like it does seem like he always plays the same character. Um, I mean, even Jumanji, you know what I mean? Where he's not that character, but he kind of is that character. Cause he's just like a big galoot, you know, like yeah. I mean, that, that was his character, but he's like a wienery dude inside of a big galoot's body. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see him. I want to see him play like and we're totally kind of going off topic now, but with Black Adam, I'd want to see him be a dark, serious like Black Adam is a very serious character. You know what I mean? Like he's not throwing quips out. He's not funny. He has a lot of torment in his life. Um, that's what I want to see. I'd like to see a darker, like serious, you know, take on him or take on the rock of Black Adam. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how that works out. 
But you, mm-hmm. you have to wonder with the success of like the Suicide Squad movie, uh, Peacemaker, like is now DC. Because obviously the, the humor, and I've, I've heard you talk about this before as well. Like the humor is a Marvel thing and it irritates you with Marvel. And I get that. And then, but there's success in that. You're seeing the success and now you're seeing DC. Are they moving in that direction? Are they going to start interspersing like more comedy in their universe, which I'm completely against. I think you lean heavy into how dark DC is. That's what they have going for them. Um, but I guess we'll see in like these other movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's only really going to be for this. I, you know, with this is a big year for DC. You have obviously the Batman, which is not really part of the DC right. universe, but obviously with that coming out next week, we know what that's all about. You have the Flash, you have Aquaman, you have Black Adam. So, you know, yes, they're probably going to throw in like a line here or two, but I don't think it's comedy heavy like the Marvel is. Yeah. So, but cool. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent in for Peacemaker. I definitely want to go see it again without a doubt. I will I'll watch it. And I really wanted to watch Suicide Squad before I started the series, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't. And then like maybe like halfway through, I rewatched the latest Suicide Squad movie just to get kind of get caught up again with it. And then finished obviously finished the series. And it's great. James Gunn's a great director. So yeah. You know, give him the keys to whatever castle he wants at at DC, and I think he'll do a great job. So, if you had to pick as a DC fan, who would you pick? What's a character you think would mesh well with a Peacemaker season two? Ooh, good question. Who could show up? I think they'd have to go like super obscure because obviously, I think like that's what they went like with Peacemaker. You know, yeah, I mean, Vigilante's more well known than Peacemaker is. You know, from oh, Arrow, absolutely, like. like yeah. Yeah, like up until, you know, Suicide Squad, I didn't think anybody knew who Peacemaker was. Right. Um, I can't even remember the last comic book he really was in. <laughs> so, like, if you were to bring in, like, another, uh, I would say, male character. Oh, man, that's a great question. I think I you kind of got to bring in a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, someone not like Vigilante and someone not like Peacemaker. Someone who's maybe on the fence about killing people. You know what I mean? Or really, they really need to bring in like a female hero, female anti-hero. Someone with powers, maybe. I mean, technically, none of these people have powers. Yeah, maybe with powers, but maybe not like, you know, obviously they've already used the character, but I could see like Huntress because she kind of tiptoes that line Mm -hmm. of like, really, she's part of the, you know, birds of prey. But, you know, she's she is a vigilante in a way. Um, So I could see that. But good i don't know man yeah. yeah i would love to get a an idea of what they're going to do for season two i love how that was there was a real quick spec on um his father and uh <laughs> yeah he was in they that that book literally shot up and shot right back down the neck <laughs> um just for reasons we won't speak about unless you go right. see the series so so let's move on to uh naomi tell yeah. us a little bit about naomi so I posted on the Comic-Con podcast page last week. There was an article over uh, on Variety talking about, actually, I'm sorry, Entertainment, talking about how DC Comics hero Naomi made the leap from page to screen in record time, which she has literally like three years. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, creator, Jamal Campbell as well. And, you know, I posted it saying that I feel like everyone should be out there watching Naomi. And, you know, a lot of people or some people agreed with me, some people didn't agree with me and you know 
kind of really went in on the comments. <laughs> so let me, you know, I want to read this one post that this one okay. user, um, comics are, I want to see, comics are, I'm checking it out right now. Comics are, rec I can't even read this word to be honest. Oh, escapism. I'm sorry. So comics are escapism. That's how crazy his IG handle is. So he posted, he said, this is a user's review and this is dead on. So this is a user review for Naomi. Her parents love her. Everybody at school loves her. Some guy who owns a tattoo shop loves her. She's a decent <laughs> skater and she runs the local Superman blog. She has a handsome ex-boyfriend who, who she gets along with and he loves her. And her female friend at the comic book store has a thing for her. All she needs is to get superpowers and all will be well. I waited my whole life for blacks to be taken as power as more than the token. I bought Power Man comics off the spinner racks. I watched Super Friends. I was happy to see Black Lightning in the late 70s. Now we are finally getting our shot. Why is it so bad? This young lady has everything but powers and she gets powers at the end of episode one. I hope everything I hope everything doesn't come easy for her. Her life is so far is totally perfect. I will watch because despite all I have listed above, it still beats Batwoman. <laughs> so I'm not even going to get into the, the, the racial thing, but mm -hmm. I'm not even, I'm not even going to address that. If that person actually read the comic books, they'll know what Naomi is all about. I think the issue here's my let me give you your my gripe with naomi first and then i'll go into why i like it and this is an this is an ongoing gripe with all the cw shows is that every cw show needs to have a superhero team right arrow flash you know batwoman they all need to have that body body and then they need to tell everybody who they are you know mm -hmm. in the comic book world that's not how it is and we've even seen that in spider-man Right. Like he tells his friends, he's his Aunt May, like this and that. In and in Naomi, you know, I feel like that's why she has this group of friends around her because that's what it that's the the you know, the dynamic. If you just have just Naomi, there's no story around that. There's no likability. There's no, you know, well, oh, if I don't like Naomi, maybe I can I'll bond with these other characters. And that's the issue with CW is that they always need to have somebody else to talk to because you have to remember that in the comic books they are always talking to themselves and there's word bubbles right right so and i think for the majority this show is literally right off the comic books my only other gripe with this show other than of course the team thing but that's an ongoing theme is the parents in the comic books it's too normal um uh white male white female adopted her whatever in this tv show we have a white military guy and an indian mother who found each other <clears throat> and for the most part like that really wasn't the comic books but then people are going to say well they've done it in different things and right that's just if you if you really want to get it you know get it they were just normal they were just two people that that found her and adopted her but everything else, like the character D, who who's the ta who runs a tattoo shop in the comics, he really runs the mechanic shop. But he's also he's really cool because he's uh, a, let's say what are they called uh, Thanagarian, like where Hawkman's from. Yeah, like he's cool. He's got the metal wings. Like it's badass. It's literally like out of the comics. She runs the Superman blog. She talks about comic books. Like that's something that a high schooler or 
if what CW wants is to get the younger generation to mm-hmm. like comic books and like comic book shows is to get this in it. It's very and, Brian Michael Bendis. Of course. Yeah. We have not seen, you know, we have not seen Miles Morales yet on a live action, but we did get him into the Spider-Verse and it made Miles blow up for a younger generation who, you know, yes, they know Peter Parker, but there's a different variety of spider people out there. We have the Gwen Stacy. How many people post, you know, uh, into the Spider-Verse? Have you seen, you know, the cosplaying children, mm-hmm. kids? Right. So it's the same thing here. Like Naomi can't just go, you can't go Naomi. And again, having her come out of the comic books after like three years is amazing. I think this is, you know, and we're only five episodes in the latest episode just came out this week on two twenty two. I literally watched it. You know, I posted this last week after the fourth episode, they need, they need to move things forward. They need to change things a little bit with the comic books. And that's a hundred percent. And I get that. But to say that the show is is terrible, have you really watched, you know, like the Flash and Batwoman and Green Arrow? Like, they're characters who literally needed, they needed to give you the entire story in the first episode or you weren't going to be hooked. Mm-hmm. Like, she has to get somewhat of a powers because there's obviously that likability. The whole team aspect is more of like a Scooby-Doo. Like, that's how I look at it. It's kind of like a... <laughs> You know, like everyone's got their role. Trying. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. That's what it is. So, hey, let's get this generation to like it's a high school thing. Obviously, if you're currently watching um, Superman and Lois, you know, you you're getting that family aspect with Superman, Lois and his two kids. But now this is really a show that's all about, you know, the teenager life. Yeah. What he's saying, like, oh, everybody loves her. Her parents love her. This and that. Like. Maybe she, you know, she's not a bad person, you know, like. (laughs) Some people have that life. Yeah. Probably more people have that life than people don't have that life, to be honest. Like, you know, that's actually probably the norm. That parents love them and have good lives. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, I know I've never been to Port Oswego in Oregon, but I know someone who works out there. And I know that that is a different part of the world then california new york new jersey texas florida like maybe this person's review this person may live in like a shitty area mm-hmm. like have you ever been to oregon you know maybe all the people are nicer there obviously you know we know you know all the the seattle heads up there like it's a different it's a different world so why can't it be like that you know even like cw star girl or c cw the universe the dc universe like star girl She's another character. Everybody knows who she is. Like, you always have to bring in that aspect of the character because if not, then it's just like it's too much for them and it, it doesn't even have that likability. So, I don't know. I thought that review was, like, ridiculous. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, some people agree with me. Some people disagree with me when I posted it. But I don't know. One person said that the the community theater level acting and writing that requires a detailed map to follow is so bad. Um, <laughs> and that was from Legion of Comics. Listen, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this series. I absolutely loved Naomi when it first came out. I was one of the few people that I was like, Brian Michael Bendis? I was like, hmm, created Miles Morales. I think I'm going to buy this issue. I think I'm going to get 
cover A and couple B. I'm going to get a couple extra copies. And I'm glad I did because mm-hmm. I made my money on those extra copies. And I cannot wait for her to show up in more stuff. She, you know, any book that she's been in, I've kind of followed. You know, yeah, she showed up in Action Comics a little bit. She had a little stint with uh, Young Justice. And obviously, most recently, you know, she's on the Justice League, which I don't think she should be there yet. I think she should have stayed in the Young Justice. But, of course, with our boy Brian Michael Bendis writing it, had to bring his baby girl into this world. So she's going to be a future. She's going to be the future for DC, without a doubt. As long as Brian Michael Bendis is writing books, she's going to be a character that's going to be brought full forward. You know, series may go a few few seasons. It may only go one season, but you know what? I don't think it's going to be the end of Naomi. Cool. That's yeah. my review, and I'm sticking to it. Sounds good. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I gave up on the CW shows a while ago. Um, not for any reason other than there just was so much, and I just lost time, and then you just couldn't bring myself to go back and rewatch stuff. So, um, but yeah, man. I mean, you know what? Like we've always said, like the more stuff that's out there, the better. Um, just give it some time. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, then stop watching it. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, so cool, man. So. Um, I know you guys did a long, lengthy uh, Boba Fett review last week. Oh, did and, we? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much, but I want to give my two cents real fast in the short, abbreviated version. Um, long version is I really enjoyed Boba Fett, but not because of necessarily like the Boba Fett. I definitely agree with everyone's comments about how it's the book of Boba Fett, mine is Boba Fett. Um but look, man, I mean, I don't know how you can dislike the series with the episodes you got with Mando and uh, Luke and then the final episode. The five, six, and seven episodes were amazing. The Black K, Cad Bane, um, all that stuff, all the shout outs, all the little Easter eggs and everything, I think were great. Um, would it have been cool to have a little bit more uh, Boba Fett central storyline? Yes. Um, but here's my here's the real thing. The only thing I really wanted to say about this is Keep in mind who now runs Star Wars. It's Disney, okay? So you have a popular character. One of the most biggest fan favorite characters in fictional history is Boba Fett, especially like we've said a million times, someone who might be even undeservingly super popular because he had little or nothing to do with the story in the original Star Wars. Very little, just looked cool. People loved him. But he was a bad guy. Disney is not going to spend money on a bad guy. And they're not going to play like you're not going to have a whole episode or show about a bad guy. He is going to have to turn anti-hero. It's the same shit Marvel does with their guys. I mean, Venom is no longer a bad guy. He's a complete anti-hero or even more hero now. So Mm -hmm. the evolution of Boba Fett has to be the same. So if you want to see him, that's how it's going to happen. I really would love to see a Darth Maul show. I'm not sure you ever will because I don't know if Disney will play the hand of, hey, here's your main character and he's a bad guy. Like the whole show, he's a bad guy. I don't know if they'll do mm. that. Um, so to see Boba kind of turn, I know some people thought like, you know, uh, we really thought we are going to get that underworld. That right. underworld of That would have been Wars. cooler. And what we didn't. More Han Solo, man. I mean, I think I think the big the big letdown was we got a brief bit of it in Solo, in the Solo movie, like the underworld. And it was like, cool, dude, this is where you should go with Boba. And then they didn't do that. But that's not to say they may not, you know, let's, Let's give it some time. A season two of Boba Fett possibly could be more underworld. Um, but yeah, all in all, I liked it. I don't want to belabor the points, but um, I'm excited, man. I mean, it's more Star Wars, dude. It's more Star Wars. So keep giving us more live action. Absolutely. And we are literally 
three months away from Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's going to be epic, Not man, with Vader All right. and Obi-Wan. No more, no more Star Wars talk. That was uh, We gave you <laughs> three minutes to give your review. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, of course, let's end the show with what are we currently reading. Um, this week, I got to say, there was a ton of books. There's an absolute ton of books to, to read. Uh, I didn't know what to pick for what am I currently reading, but I at least want to give everybody my hot garbage of the week. Yes. My really. hot garbage of the week was the final issue of Star Wars High Republic Adventures. Damn, was that the last issue? Yeah. 13. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. My well, if you got the first like 10 or 11 or 12, you might as well just pick it up so then you could sell the set like you normally do. I so, do. I just didn't know it was the last one. I'll have to. Oh, yeah. Up. It was the last issue. Um, it, it just went nowhere. Like, I'm sorry. This series, it, it started off good decent because of martian roe like he's the main villain in this mm-hmm. whole light of the jedi um high republic era so you got the first appearance in there like he could have done so much more but the fact that like they introduced him in a kid's book like really kind of like was like i don't know because if anyone who's read the novels right. or at least if you read the first <clears throat> issue of eye of the storm you know how badass that martian roe is and like mm-hmm. to introduce him in like the kid's book you're like Oh my God. And just the continuation of the characters in there. And I get it. IDW, the star Wars, even star Wars adventures, uh, normal series. Um, I think the volume one was more childish than the second version or second volume. That is also ending relatively soon as well. But man, yeah, hot garbage of the week goes to star Wars, high Republic adventures, 13, um, you know, final issue. I had kind of like, I've been collecting them besides this issue. I haven't got this one, but, um, I had kind of stopped reading them. I pretty much had been like, like moving through the pages. There was that whole story where like the, the one Jedi girl had the friend, who, the little kid who went yep. with Marchie and Roe. And like, I was like, eh. and then buckets of blood who I, I find annoying. And uh, even Yoda isn't like, he isn't in there to make it enough, like it worthwhile. I felt like um, I wasn't really reading. I was pretty much just moving through skimming the pages. It, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skimming it, dude. I so yeah, um i didn't realize though that actually that makes sense I, but i didn't really put it in my head because i think i read light of the jedi first before the comics really um i didn't realize that was marching rose first appearance was in adventures so yep wow um damn well, oh yeah anytime i go that. out and uh i see issue number one and two at comic shops i always pick them up because if they do something with live action he is the villain without yeah, a doubt for sure I, you know they I don't care. Like, yeah, they're, well, they're going to bring in a, a Sith. Yeah, but he's not really the, he's like the main villain. Like, if you've read Light of the Jedi, oh, yeah. Rising Storm, Fallen Star, um, what was it? Into the Dark, mm-hmm. he's a badass. Like, yeah. he literally is a badass. So I'd be picking up his first appearances as much as I could. So, um, but past that, my pick of the week and of course it's the first issue and i i always like reading the synopsis for it so this is an image book that just came out this week called step by bloody step um an armored giant and a helpless child together they cross an astonishing world brimming with beasts bandits and deadliest by far civilizations if they stop walking the earth itself forces them onward why the child can't ask she and her guardian have no language no memory nothing except for each other so it's written by uh Mateus Bergaga and also the artist is uh Mattis Lopes did like Supergirl but it's really awesome it's like a 
it's like a giant think of the iron giant okay but he it's instead of the iron giant looking like the iron giant it's like a big armored knight and like and this like little girl child the entire issue there's no there's no words so you actually are reading it panel to panel obviously you could skim through it but mm-hmm. you almost have to you know think of what they're saying to each other because there's a lot of like facial expressions there's a lot of pointing and i it's really interesting just the way it's done um it's very fantasy very sci-fi like it's like they say uh and it even has a little bit of horror in there um i don't know if it's like a six issue mini series or if it's going to be an ongoing but i definitely liked it and the fact that there like i said it was like a silent issue like the the gi joe was just really interesting so like I felt like while I was going panel to panel that I literally had to put words into this child's mouth. Interesting. Or even the giant too, because like, it's almost like, again, it's like it's protector, you know, it's protecting the child. So even if the giant's really not saying anything, it's almost like, don't do this or point somewhere, go go here. And like, you could see it, like I said, the facial expressions on the child, like wanting to do things and like just the astonishing, like seeing certain things, I guess, for like the first time. But um, there's some stuff that goes on in this first issue. It's really awesome. But uh, I'd give it a shot. Step by bloody step. Interesting. Yep. I have to check that out. Cool. So I have. I don't have a hot garbage of the week. There was a lot of stuff out. And I actually I think she enjoyed most of it. Um, real quick. Did you read Carnage Forever? Yes, I did. Okay. That was okay. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. All the, uh, well, that, would have, that was kind of my honorable mention. The beginning was a little slow. Yeah, that, that story was weird. Up. Yeah, Oof. the first story was kind of weird. Um, but anyway, so no, my um, I got an honorable mention, and uh, it's Ghost Rider number one. So Ghost Rider came back out. It's the uh, we've talked about this before, the 50th anniversary this year of Ghost Rider, written by Benjamin Percy. Um, the return of Johnny Blaze as the as the Ghost Rider. And I don't want to spoil anything up for you. It, it was good. It wasn't amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I love, I'm a massive Ghost Rider fan. So I love seeing him back. I loved the uh, the previous series we got as well that they kind of like stopped for some reason. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, really excited for this year of Ghost Rider. And hopefully, man, hopefully we get some kind of live action news for Ghost Rider. I mean, God damn, dude. That's what we need. But um, so honorable mention, Ghost Rider number one. And then my pick of the week for what oh, we're real currently- quick, can I just pop oh, in for that too? Of course. Yes. So yeah, I, I read it. Um in the beginning I didn't know where it was going, but yeah, there's there, that twist mm-hmm. towards the end was it was definitely badass. Like uh yeah. I liked it. They've been promoting a lot of the, you know, in the covers and stuff. And I don't know if it's just because the anniversary, but there was a lot of promotion of all the different ghost riders. So and I hope we see that, you know, like we don't mm. And throughout Ghost Rider's history, we haven't got a lot of him interacting with the other Ghost Riders, like a little bit here and there. But uh, I mean, goddamn, dude, there's enough Ghost Riders around now that they can be a, a damn Avengers team. There's so many of them. So, um, <laughs> Ghost Corpse, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but my pick of the week is actually not a comic book, and it's funny because actually Justin talked about it a little bit. But I finished when I was. Um, when I was traveling, I went to Alaska. I was like, okay, I haven't read this book yet. I'm going to finish it. And dude, I knocked it out in two days is Star Wars, the high Republic, the rising storm by Kevin Scott. Oh. So finished it. Um, like Justin said, it's part of, I believe what trilogy, I think there's only going to be three light of the Jedi rising storm and then fallen star. 
um, mm-hmm. for like the adult type books. And I have read Light of the Jedi, read Into the Dark, which is the first YA book, and then this one. So this one kind of takes place around the Republic Fair. So if you watch the, if you've been reading the High Republic, you kind of know what happens. Um, it was really cool. I liked Light of the Jedi, um, but it, it's tough with these characters because it's tough reading Star Wars books with no pictures, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because they describe a race, right? And you're like, oh, shit, which one was that? Is that the, <laughs> the dude with the tentacles or is that the dude with the ball sack chin? You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so, and so like, I remember when I read Light of the Jedi, I was like, oh, shit, what is that guy again? Okay, got it. You know, a Salustin, that's the dude who used to be the X-Wing fighter and the chin all weird looking and stuff um but yeah so i really enjoyed it i thought it was um exciting i thought it kept me gripped the story i like the characters they they follow um bell zetafar is like one of my favorite characters i like him yeah bell's great with uh, his dog ember yeah the charhound yeah that's really really good um i really like that i liked into i also liked into the dark quite a bit as well i like that better than i like light of the jedi and this has definitely jumped in on top of that. Um, I think the character I find to be most interesting, the two characters, is uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with Elzar Man. I don't want to ruin anything, but there's routes that dude's going that could be very interesting um, as a Jedi. And then, um, and I really liked her. This character, because I read the miniseries first, was uh, Ty Yorick from Monster of uh, Monster Peak. Or, Peak. Uh, yep. Peak of Monsters, what is it? Monster Peak, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. Temple of Monster Peak. Yep. Yeah. Temple uh, of Monster Peak. I like Peak. her too. Yeah. Ty York's really cool. Um, you know, she's just kind of this to kind of maybe entice you guys to read it. She's a character who trained as a Jedi and stopped. And now she's basically out there, not as a Jedi. Think of like an Ahsoka, but rougher, you know, like no longer a Jedi. Out she's there like a monster around. hunter. That's yeah, she's a monster her. hunter with a with a lightsaber and yeah. uh and an attitude. So she's really cool. But I enjoyed this. I already ordered um, the other. God, what's it? What's the other one? Not Fallen Star. No, the other YA one. Um, after oh. Into the Dark, mm-hmm. I ordered that one because I want to read that. I want to read them all. So, but then yeah, I'm going to read Fallen Star as well. But Marching Row is awesome in this book as well, and just super creepy. And the, the things that he does in this one, my man, I'm ex- I'm getting more excited for the High Republic. It actually made me reading this. I then looked up online, like, okay, give me a a reading order chronology of Mm -hmm. where the comics and the books meet. And I was like, okay, I might go back and now read some of those books again, now knowing where they were. Because you almost kind of got to read them in an order. So you need to literally read them as soon as they come out. Exactly. So here, so here it goes with Rising Storm. The, that, that, what was that? That, the the one that you don't like, The Trial of Shadows. Yes. That happens afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that first page is literally like the end of right. Rising Storm. And I want to read that now. Yeah, yeah, where like Loden dies. Oh, sorry, fuck. People, people, listen. If you <laughs> at this point, if you don't know that he's not there because if right. you read um, High Republic, you you know. But sorry, yeah. people. But so yeah, like how he how he dies. I don't care. I'm saying it now again. Right. Um, is that first issue? first page of trial of shadows and i never understood that i didn't either i was like and i didn't know those two i didn't know those two characters but now it's like after you read it you're like oh that's what this is yeah i'm gonna go back and reread that little mini series now um and even like with um elzar man showing up in star wars issue 20 
like with Luke, like that's his first comic book right. appearance. Yeah. Like now you get an idea of a little bit like with him and things that you feel like he is tiptoeing, mm-hmm. as I should say. Right. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Be interesting. Um, it's it's tough because it's like yeah, you literally need to read the novels before like the next issue of something comes out because it's like it's already post past that point. Yeah, I get what they're doing. I think though, if you want to be successful, I think the comics should really um, reference a little bit more like events to kind of give the readers because there's yes, gonna be people who don't read the novels, so you're gonna be missing stuff. And I get what they're doing, but it's not gonna work. You know, it's it's not gonna work the way they think it's gonna work. I don't think mm-hmm. so. But yeah, so um, really enjoyed it. Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, Star Wars: The High Republic. Uh, check it out, and then um, actually, it looks like there's gonna be four books, maybe for the adult ones. But I don't know. Oh, I I'm thought seeing... the Fallen Star was the last one because I... then the only other thing that's coming out is um, they're doing like an art Mid- book which ends Phase One. Yeah, maybe it's right. Maybe it's just on Amazon that says book three of four, but maybe they just I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so cool. That's what I got. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you 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 finished the Rising Storm because then now you know we could talk about that too. Oh, here it is. The Tempest Runners. They're considering like a which I think is like an audio book. Oh, well, as one of the four, and it follows Lorna D. Yeah. 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 Lorna, yeah. And that's what it is too. Like you see Lorna, you hear, you know of Lorna in the Rising Storm, and also mm-hmm. um, one of the other novels. But like she's been like a main protagonist in the high republic towards his later half right yeah her and avar chris yeah yeah have some interesting nice. so, awesome awesome cool awesome, awesome so everyone season two episode eight of the comic-con podcast thank you so much again greg mtg comics thank for you sure. so much for popping on make sure you go check out king kong show if you can again follow uh greg mtg comics on instagram check out king kong show on instagram as well um you know like like we said unfortunately this show neither myself nor zach will be there um because that weekend i'll be in dallas so if you listen to the podcast and you tell me of some awesome shops that are in the dallas area feel free to message me on instagram (laughs) nemesis underscore prime i want to find some shops that i can go hunting and maybe we can meet up because i got nothing to do and I might be out there more. too. I, I might try to make the little drive. I gotta yeah, check so my hopefully Zach will, will make it out a day. And if not, we'll we'll see what happens. So um that's all I have. Uh if, oh, if you're listening to this, of course, early enough on Friday, whatnot sale. It's Star Wars weekend over on whatnot. I will be doing at least one whatnot sale Friday night, possibly doing another one over the weekend as well, because it's Star Wars stuff and I love the theme night. So make sure you're following me. Same thing, Nemesis underscore prime over on whatnot. Zach, closing Same. words. Also Tune in, hopefully, for my inaugural Manimal Mondays on Whatnot. Going to try to make it a weekly thing as well. <laughs> schedule permitting. As Justin knows, I was supposed to do one like last week, but my schedule did not permit. I had to end up canceling it. So give me a follow. Tune in for Manimal Mondays on Whatnot as well this Monday upcoming. Yes. And you can find both of our links in our profiles. Just click on the link tree in either the Comic-Con podcast, Nemesis Prime, Milton the Manimal. And if you scroll down the bottom, you'll see our whatnot pages. Go ahead and click that and give us both a follow. I am just shy of 800 uh, as we record this. Zach, I'm not sure where you're at. (laughs) Just shy of 100, probably. Oh, okay. Well, let's get Zach to at least 100. (laughs) 200 by the end of the weekend. 
And uh, so he can do his Manimal Mondays. I'm really excited to, for you to do the Manimal Monday stuff. Yeah, it was bad timing because I, I knew I was doing it before I went out of town and I was going to miss one. So this is probably working out better this way. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Later. Later.